The Ten Commandments. Should Christians see them as archaic and useless, fulfilled and pointless, or timely and necessary? The Ten Rules that provide a direction for the nation of Israel still maintain a worldwide impact. So how should we respond? It's time to give a second mile and championing commandments. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me again for an edition of the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go within the second mile as well. This is about going and following Jesus with everything we have. He's too wonderful to follow at a distance anyway. And so what I want to do is I want to take the next 11 episodes, including this one, and dissect an important concept as it results to you as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And what do you do with these things called the Ten Commandments? Okay, so even in, in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said the words about the second mile, uh, it was in a place really where throughout the verses before, he had been talking to these Jewish people and said, hey, I've, you know this commandment about not murdering? Well, let me tell you what it really means. And you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. Let me tell you what it really means. And so what Jesus did was he kind of upped the ante a little bit on all of the, the different commandments that these people had grown and accustomed to. And a lot of people thought, hey, we've been following them for a long time. And Jesus sort of pulled the rug out from underneath them and said, actually, uh, more than just the letter of the law, I'm going to talk to the heart of the law. And so people struggle, right? Because we know that Christ is the fulfillment of the law. And yet, are these Ten Commandments still binding for us today? And so what do you do with them, right? And so what I want to do is uh, today I want to talk to you about kind of the makeup of how the Ten Commandments how we should interact with them, what I believe that as a disciple of Jesus Christ uh, in this time, in this culture, how we should handle them. And then for the following 10 weeks, I'm going to take each commandment, I'm going to unpack it a little bit to hopefully get you to understand really what it means and not just trying to do the bare minimum and making sure that you don't do the overarching obvious things, but really getting down to the heart of what God was teaching through these commandments. Because we want to be like what 1 John 5, 3 says, that what we know that we have the love of God, that His commandments are not burdensome. And so this is not just saying, well, God's out to uh, you know, take away all my fun in life. It's about, no, I, I want to live in the best manner possible. And that means that I want to live according to the way He has prescribed life to be. And so that's why today I want to give you an overview of the Ten Commandments and realize that as a Christian, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, I think we should not be someone who should condemn or or lose or neglect the commandments, but actually we should champion them as a standard for how we should live. They should be something that's celebrated and not forgotten. Now, how does that look as a disciple? Let's unpack what that should look like for you. So one thing I'm going to say throughout this uh, these summer months as we look at these Ten Commandments together is this, is that uh, trying to find the balance of what does it mean that if the, if we couldn't keep the uh, commandments and yet we're also supposed to keep the commandments, like how do you find that balance, right? Because we know that in Christ we are not saved by our own righteousness. There's no way. We are not saved because we could keep the commandments well. In fact, really it seems that the commandments, these Ten Commandments and the following ones were to show that no person could keep them perfectly 
other than Jesus Christ, because these are the first 10. And if you look at the Old Testament, there's actually more than 10 commandments. There's actually 613 commandments. Now, some of those are obedience laws, and some of those are civil laws, how they should handle it as a society. Some were ceremonial and part of the Jewish ritual religious system. But there were 613 commandments, and no one could keep them perfectly except for Jesus. And so sometimes we get a little bit, um, I would say, uh, immobile and say, well, you know what, we can't keep the commandments, and Jesus kept them, and he, he's the fulfillment of the law, so therefore we don't have to keep them. And and then on the other polar extreme are people who go, no, they, they've got to be kept, and you've got to show that you got to do this, and, and they have to be prioritized as we teach. So where's the balance? Well, here's the balance if, if, if you can really think through how we'll walk through these 11 uh, episodes together. The commandments are the rules we could not keep, yet it is the standard we must still seek. Let me say that again. The commandments are the rules we could not keep, yet it is is the standard we must still seek. So yes, we obviously know that we none of us can keep the commandments perfectly. We know that we are in need of Christ. But but God did not give us these commandments just to say, well, you can't keep them, so don't strive for them, right? So, so we shouldn't just say, well, I just give up because they're difficult. No, in fact, what we need to do is to say, even though we cannot obey them perfectly, it's still the standard that we uh, should strive by. In fact, the Ten Commandments are something to teach your kids before before they're even saved, right? Because it gives you a a manner of life. It's a, it's a it's a way to live and interact with God and with others. And so if we think about how people may go through these commandments, well, first milers, people who do just the bare minimum, are going to think that the law should be something for my society. You know, a lot of people love to see uh, when the Ten Commandments are still um in a plaque in a courtroom, or so some people will put them out in their front yard, and they feel like, you know what, these are the rules, that they should be something for my society. That's what first milers do, that the law should be something for my society. Second milers say that the law should be something for my soul. More than just the society at large or the civilization as a whole, the rules, this needs to be the standard that I keep before anybody else, right? Like, so this is a knowing I cannot keep them perfectly, but yet I want to strive and say, if I'm going to have any driving direction and course for my life, then I probably want it to be uh, the ways that God has taught what life uh, is supposed to look like with Him and with others. And as we look at these Ten Commandments, many of you will have probably heard this before, but within those Ten Commandments are four what they would call uh, vertical commandments between uh, us and God, and then there were six horizontal commandments between us and others. And while that is true, even the horizontal co- commandments, the ones that are supposed to be done in light of other people, we have to remember this, that even that is a um, sense of worship and obedience to God. When I stay faithful to my spouse, when I refrain from stealing, when when I'm staying from lying, that is not only a gift to the people around me, but it's also a gift to God to say, your way is better than my way. And so the law, yes, you might say, I want it to be for my society, but societies are going to come and go. Rulers are going to come and go as far as where they follow and obey commandments. More than the law being that something for your society, the law should be something for your soul that you champion them to say, even though I cannot keep them perfectly, this is the standard that I'm going to seek practically daily with my own life and to say, if I have an opportunity to choose my way or God's way as regards to holiness, I'm going to choose God's way every single time and be thankful that I did.
So let me explain why I think as we look at this, uh, just so you know, this is a good place for you to remember in your Bible that if you want to find the Ten Commandments the first time they're mentioned, they're in Exodus chapter 20. And the main thing that you need to realize there is that Exodus chapter 20 uh, comes after Exodus chapter 12 and 13 and 14. You can go, wow, that was brilliant, Trav. But let me explain why I, I say that, because you need to know this that the commandments are not given before the people are out of Egypt. So let me even read the first few verses of Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 and 2. It says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And then the remaining verses, he gives what are the ten words, the Decalogue, the ten commandments. He gives those, but he doesn't give them until he establishes this one truth. I am your God, and I'm the one who redeemed you. I'm the one who rescued you from the house of slavery. I'm the one who set you free. And this is what you have to get when it comes down to the Ten Commandments as a whole, but also each individual one. The Ten Commandments that grace preceded the law. Grace always precedes the law. In fact, if you look at some of the heroes of the faith, like Abraham, like Isaac, like Jacob, these men never ever heard the law. Moses and the Ten Commandments comes years and years later. So obviously, grace precedes that. But you need to understand that in the economy of this way, not only is grace before law, but relationship is before rules. So God establishes them as his as Israel's father and as their God before they ever keep something. This is the way that most of us think that the commandments took place by the way that we talk about God and his commandments. We think that God said he found these Israelites who had been taken and put into slavery in the nation of Egypt under a horrible taskmaster named Pharaoh. And one day the people cried out to God and God sent a messenger to Moses who says this, all right, here's 10 commandments. And if you people can keep these 10 commandments really well for the next two months, I will get you out of slavery. Now you go, well, that's not how the story goes. And I'm going, exactly. So why have we try to all it by the way that we see God's commandments. See, God did not say, Israelites, you have to keep these commandments before I'll love you because they would still be enslaved in Egypt if that's the situation. And this is the picture of what God has done in our own hearts. So when we read the Ten Commandments as those who are in Christ, when we read the instructions that, say, Paul would give us in his epistles, we read them as people who understand this. We are loved, we are redeemed, we are adopted, and then we are given commandments. See, we are made children of God, and then, and only then, are we able to be instructed on what does that mean to live as a child of God. See, God adopted us into his family before he ever taught us the family rules. God brought us into his house before he ever told us don't stand on the couch cushions. God said, you're mine, I am yours, I will watch over you, I'll protect you, I'll rescue you, you, I redeem you. I will set you free and release your bondage. And now that once we are free from your taskmaster, once we are free from the bondage of slavery, now and only now am I going to show you that since you are mine, I want to teach you how to live as if you are mine so that the world can see there's something different in you based on what I've done on you, in you. The relationship came before the rules. The redemption came before that direction. And honestly, for us, the agreement Agreement of these rules must come before the obedience to them. So we must need to be at a place where we say, you know what, I agree that these are God's rules, and I believe that they are better path than my path, and then I want to get to a place where I can actually
actually obey. I want to follow him with everything that I possibly can. And so as we think about championing these commandments, we want to get down to the heart of this. So once again, the commandments are the rules we could not keep, yet it's the standard we must still seek. Let's learn them together so we can seek God better together. I hope to see you on the second mile.